Hello, Captains. You're listening to a very special episode of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast. This episode... James and I celebrate our two-year anniversary as hosts of the show. Woohoo! And to celebrate the event, we've launched a page on PriorityOnePodcast.com with a complete archive of every Priority One episode ever released. Additionally, we thought you would enjoy a bit of a throwback episode this week, and so we're going to replay the very first episode of Priority One with the original hosts, Brandon and Mark. You may know Brandon as a.k.a. Brand Flakes. And Sparky Mark on Twitter. But don't worry, we'll be back next week and continue providing the same great content you've come to expect. In next week's episode, episode 131, we've got Dan Stahl for crying out loud. That's right, he's scheduled to join us and talk about the post legacy of Romulus. The big D, Dan Stahl. So as the relative newcomer to the bunch, I guess the task falls on me to ask you guys, what were you thinking taking this on? Seriously. I actually still wonder that daily. Yeah, yeah. These two years have felt like an eternity having to work with James. Do you find it helpful that an entire nation separates the two of you, Elijah on the East Coast and James on the West? Is it helpful to have that much space, the 3,000 miles between you? I find it better for his health that he's <laughs> out of my reach. <laughs> but no, on a serious note, actually, I think that us being apart sucks, actually. Because we, when we met in Vegas last year, I literally got off the plane and took my luggage to the Trek Radio booth, sat down with three people I had never met before, and popped out one of the best shows we've ever done. That was phenomenal, you know, that that kind of work relationship. And I got to tell you, it was super cool to be able to talk to James to his face, talk to Adrienne to her face. It was a phenomenal experience that I wish we could do more and more often because I think it adds a level of chemistry to the show that we don't have because, you know, we're on Ventrilo and we want to be careful about talking over one another. And then we got to edit it later and make sure that nobody's, you know, fumbling words over one another and you can't see the facial expressions. You can't see me drinking a lot of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Actually, no, that's me. That's me, buddy. Uh, drink responsibly. I was just talking to James before we started here uh, for this little intro on this special anniversary episode. I remember the call that I received from Brandon telling me I got the gig. It was Memorial Day weekend two years ago. I was camping. I was in my tent during a thunderstorm and I got the call from Brandon. He's like, hey, so I would like to offer you the position. Actually, I think you did say you were in the middle of a thunderstorm, didn't you? Which was funny because I was also camping. I was at an annual military event I, I go to called uh, Operation Lion Claws. Uh, I was also in a tent when he called, but I was in the extreme opposite weather. I was out, out in the California desert. It was really funny. Uh, I stepped outside the tent and, and, and got the same call, and I couldn't believe it. It was, it was pretty crazy. And we didn't know that about each other's phone calls until like 10 minutes ago that we had both been out, both been camping both in a tent when we got that call. So that was that was pretty uh, pretty funny to find that out after two years. We just now uh, put those stories together. <laughs> James, James, it was destiny. It was destiny. Should we tell the audience how we screwed with Brandon the first <laughs> first time out? <laughs> Why do I vague? I do vaguely remember this this story. Why I forgot how we messed with him. Well, we had never met obviously, and, and we hadn't talked or done anything, and so they were they liked. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. This. They they liked our auditions, but you know, and they liked who we were as people for our auditions and everything but they were worried about the chemistry and and and, you know the two characters fitting together and if we would you know work or not work or whatever whatnot so brandon had called us up and and decided okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna hook you guys up together on this chat line and uh you guys can play some stow together and just have fun and get to know each other you know and just see if you guys are gonna be like okay and friends and like tolerate each other whatever so elijah and i start playing stow we're having a blast we're talking about all kinds of crap and we're just getting along just 
like we've known each other for 100 years. It just worked. Please note that that was the first and last time we ever played Snow together. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We played a couple times. But anyway, we, we decided, you know, Brand had, had been texting us, both of us, you know, not telling the other, of course, that he's texting us. But, you know, the whole time going, how's it going? It's going well. How's it? How's it? How's it? So we, of course, tell each other and go, oh, yeah, he's texting me all kinds. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. And I was like, well, what? well let's just screw with him. You know what I mean? He's he's obviously worried about this, so let's just have our way with it. So, uh, you know, this of was course, James's idea, not mine. <laughs> he knows it's over, <laughs> chicken. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. So you know, we we started just instantly sending back Brandon text messages saying, "God, I can't stand this guy. He's, he's really bossy. He's kind of a jerk, you know." And he's like, "Oh yeah, he's annoying, and he won't shut up." And <laughs> and so Brandon's like, "What? No! Oh no! No!" Like. <laughs> getting these oh no panic texts back from him and finally we're like dude we're just we're just joking with you you know we're getting along great this is a blast you know <laughs> and and he all I, all I remember getting back is one final text from brandon saying you're both fired <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've been taking turns firing each other ever since i gotta tell you that audition process was something was fierce man no yeah that. it wasn't like a joke yeah. No, no, no. We had to do um first it was, you know, the regular written interest thing. Then you had to submit a blank of the week. And I remember my blank I think I actually still saved my you know what? I think for this episode I'm gonna play my audition of, of uh the blank of the week that I that I submitted. Oh my god. Because I still have it. I still have that audition. I I'm pretty sure I don't have it anymore. All right, well, let's move on with the show and we'll play the very first episode of Priority One featuring uh Brandon and Mark. But before we get on with that, we do have a little bit of housekeeping we need to take care of. Tony, take it away. Housekeeping. Captains, for the last several weeks, we've been talking to you about how the Priority One Network is supported by the generous donations of listeners like you. However, we're putting our needs aside for a very important project. As we've mentioned before, the team at Priority One will be in Vegas in full force. Elijah, James, Elliot, Adrian, and I will be there, and our goal is to have the bridge of the Enterprise D at the convention. We want to broadcast live from the bridge, and the only way to do that is with your help. Please visit our Indiegogo page to find out how you can support the project and what benefits you'll receive as a contributor. The links will be on our website, or you can visit www.indiegogo.com and search on Enterprise. So I got to say, I'm really excited about this. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity of teaming up with TrekRadio.net and Stoked Radio to try to get the bridge of the Enterprise at Las Vegas. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem that, uh, you know, the company that runs the convention is willing to cough that up. So it's up to us. It's up to us and you, our loyal listeners, to help us broadcast live from the Bridge of the Enterprise at the 2013 Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Now, it's not just for us to broadcast live. There are awesome perks for you, the funder, should you decide to donate. So, again, we encourage you to visit the uh, Indiegogo.com website. Search the keyword Enterprise. Or you can visit us on PriorityOnePodcast.com. And there's a nice little Indiegogo widget right on the side of our homepage for you to submit your donation. And thank you so much for everybody who does donate. We appreciate it very much. But moving on, we want to remind you that PriorityOnePodcast.com offers more than just podcasts. We've got articles and blogs from some of the most respected members of the Star Trek online and greater scientific communities, including our latest Dilithium Tracker article from Sam O'Malley. If you haven't listened yet, episode 128, we had the opportunity and honor 
of interviewing Denise Crosby. What a classy lady. Totally cool. Way down to earth. She's uh, best known for her roles as Tasha Yar and Sela in Star Trek The Next Generation, and she's currently reprising those roles in, of course, Star Trek Online's Legacy of Romulus. So be sure to visit our uh, PriorityOnePodcast.com site. And uh, don't miss a beat, guys. Check out everything we got. Captains, we have a very special announcement. We've been talking about it for the last several weeks. Priority One is launching its own fleet in Star Trek Online. Oh, that's right. Now you can explore strange new worlds and combat threats to the Federation with members of the Priority One crew. With the release of Legacy of Romulus, we thought now was a great time to offer listeners, new and old, a guided experience for building a fleet. We want to build a community of players eager to learn, to participate, and to grow. We'll have articles on the site chronicling our growth so that others can learn from our experience growing from the ground up. We'll run live events on our Twitch.tv channel for you to participate in and much, much more. A special thanks to Jeff, a.k.a. McLeod, our fleet leader, as well as Mad Wolf and Spud Boy and Midnight Shadow and Elliot. And I'm sure I'm missing a number of other people for, for helping us develop the infrastructure of this new fleet. We've got forums currently being built, and we should have that to you in the next few days. So be on the lookout for that on PriorityOnePodcast.com. And to those of you who have sent me questions, do not worry, please. SSOG is still around. We're still fleet. We are still associated with Priority One. Think of us as the Special Operations Group, which is what SSOG stands for. We're still there. We're still around. We still have both. We're inviting you guys to join both. Have an alt in either one. We don't mind. Uh, but they're both still there. All right, Captains. Priority One has not just gotten a facelift. It's gotten a nose job, a tummy tuck, and a Botox injection. Thanks to the tireless efforts of our web developer, Lennon Rich, and our art director, Alex Calderwood, we've been able to offer our visitors a much sleeker design that is user-friendly and much better organized. So be sure to visit PriorityOnePodcast.com and share our links with your friends. Be sure to check out our episode archive there now with all of Priority One's episodes from 1 to 1.30. Well, Captains, thanks for listening through our reflections on two years of podcasting as hosts of Priority One. Now get ready for a blast from the past with episode one of Priority One Podcast with the original hosts, Brandon and Mark. Now establishing data link. Awaiting input. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Welcome to Priority One. And now your hosts, Brandon and Mark. Hello, Captains, and welcome to the premiere episode of Priority One, STO's newest podcast made by the community for the community. We're here dedicated each week to bring you dev interviews, the latest news, and the discussion of your ideas that you think should go into the game. I am one of your hosts, Brandon, and joined by me is your other host, Mark. So without further ado, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and what characters you play in-game. Well, as Brandon said, I am Mark. As you can tell initially, I am Scottish. I do Scotty quotes on demand <laughs> for a reasonable fee. I am a Vice Admiral Engineer in-game, and I am, couldn't be happier with that. Currently, I am a student teacher. Uh, just outside a little place called Glasgow in Scotland. And that's really about all that's interesting for me for now. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. I'm sure our audience will learn a lot about you over the months ahead. As I said, my name is Brandon. I currently live in San Diego, California. I'm a full-time student working towards an international business degree. 
In-game, I play a Vice Admiral of each class type. I really enjoy my tactical. That is my main, but I also enjoy the fun of playing a science because it really keeps you on your toes, healing everyone, and of course, engineering to keep everyone off you and tanking. You may recognize my voice. I come to you originally from the Neutral Zone podcast, and I'm very happy to be here at Priority One, and we're very excited about doing the show. During the show, you're going to see that we'll have dev interviews, especially for this month of September. We have four dev interviews coming to you, one for each week of the month. We also will be bringing you the latest news. So if you're not surfing the forums, if you're not hanging out on the Triple Chat server in-game, you're at least finding out what's the newest and greatest news that you'll need to know in a wrap-up for the show. We also will talk about your great ideas and how they can be in the game. And especially when we have the devs on, you'll have a chance to have a dev respond to it. So it's going to be a pretty exciting show. Before we get into the meat of the show, we would like to bring you a segment we call the Blank of the Week. On screen. On screen. On screen. Do places? I don't know. It's the Blank of the Week. That's right. This section is all about featuring something we want you to know about. We call it the Blank of the Week. Because we fill in the blank with something different each week. It could be a photo, a video, music, anything related to Stowe. This week we have the website of the week. And of course that is Priority One's host, thequantumcafe.com. This site is awesome and obviously we are not biased in any shape, way or form. (laughs) Not at all. No, it's like having a Facebook, but just for us Stowe players. Some of the features include its network, where you can find new friends, update your status, post photos, join a group, where you can have bragging rights about your crits. Um, <laughs> we also have a fleet finder, where you can find a fleet and recruit more members of a fleet you're a part of. We also have forums dedicated to discussion about all aspects of the game. We also have a question section, kind of like Yahoo Answers, where you can ask questions and get answers from fellow players. And at last, but not least, the greatest feature of them all, us, Priority One and our show blog. (laughs) Yeah, obviously that's the greatest feature of them all. But aside from the greatest feature, I'm really, really enjoying the site. It's so awesome to be able to have Facebook kind of just for us. And what's really cool is I've already found people to do new missions with and team up in game. I've got questions answered for some things I couldn't do. For our fleet, we're going to be running the Crystalline Entity. Someone gave us information for a great guide on how to complete it. So I'm really having a good time and uh, making new friends out there. Yeah, and I like it because it's an easy way to get in touch with us instead of dealing with going to different websites and going to different email addresses. We have our own forum there. So for your great ideas every week, your blank of the week, you can go to the forums and it's right there and we're able to pick it up and respond straight away as soon as we find out what it is. Exactly. So you put your ideas in there and hopefully they end up the show and get discussed by a dev. Also, it's a great way to get in touch with us and give us feedback. Now, if you aren't able to get on the Quantum Cafe, if you're out and about, if you're at work and you want to send us something for the blank of the week, please send it to priority1 at thequantumcafe.com and somewhere in the subject text, just put blank of the week or blank or whatnot in the message. Go ahead, put what you'd like the blank of the week to be. It is now time for the section of the show we like to call the devlogs. Please help us give a warm welcome to our special guest host of the week, Stormshade. Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha One Alpha. Logs accessed. Stormshade, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. I know the community is ecstatic as well. They've been sending in their questions all week, wanting to know some of the things that you do at Cryptic, as well as getting some of their questions asked. So thanks so much for being on the show. It's an honor. 
Well, thank you. It's great to be here. First things first, we'd love to know what you do for Cryptic and basically a little bit about what you do during the day, kind of like a day in the life of you. Okay. Well, I am the online community representative for Star Trek Online. I also do a little bit of work with our other titles for community. But mainly what I do is I act as kind of the mouthpiece of the community and our fans inside of the office. So when people are incredibly happy or incredibly upset about something, I'm usually running over into Dan Stahl's office and shaking a stick at him if you guys are unhappy or praising him if he is happy and just kind of going there. I'm really your voice. That's awesome. It's great to have someone that is reading all of our posts on the forums and kind of bringing those up and our ideas to the board. So greatly appreciated. Oh, my pleasure. It's a great job. I'm really honored to get to represent you guys. And the next question would be that people will want to know what type of character do you play in game and maybe what's your favorite thing to do? I actually have two characters that I've been leveling up since we launched. My first character is a Klingon science officer, Liberated Borg. And my second character is going to be a Federation tactical officer who's in a science vessel. I enjoy PvPing so much. I just have a blast with it. Yeah, that's really cool. PvP has definitely come a long way since launch. I've really enjoyed the new challenge system. I like just finding someone random that I've played in a capture and hold match against and then inviting them to a one-on-one and kind of putting myself to the test. So that's really, really cool. And I know that there's dev events for the PvP. So I look forward to you using your kill command on us next time you see us in or (laughs) hanging out or whatnot. So cool. I've been tempted to use the bind K to kill command, but I haven't actually gotten there quite yet. Yeah, it's uh, definitely pretty interesting going from uh, 100 to 0 in a, a matter of a button push. So We do have some questions from the community. They've been sending in these questions all week. Our first one comes from 6 of 9 on the STO forums, and he asks, You get to interact with the community directly a great deal. What are your most and least favorite aspects of that? Well, in all honesty, my favorite aspect is probably the cheesiest that it could possibly be. I just love interacting with you guys. I love talking to you on the forums. I've never done a podcast before, but I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I have a blast getting to hang out with people on the forums all day and then in-game. My least favorite aspect? Probably trolls. The good old trolls, right? Yeah, gotta love the trolls, you know? And you would think that fire and trolls wouldn't mix, but flaming and trolls on the internet seem to mix perfectly fine. So that's the one thing that I don't really like, is, you know, everybody out there is a human, and everybody out there has feelings, and I really just wish everyone would keep it respectful on the boards at all the time. Our next question is from 19Delta30 from the store forums, and they say... I don't normally pay a whole lot of attention to the forums, but when I do come here, I notice that some of the threads, especially about the hot issues, will have upwards of 100 pages or more. How do you and your team find the time to go through all of the pages and sift through all of those posts that are just complaints and whining to find the good ideas? That's a hard one, but really what it is is I actually read everything, even the complaints and the whining, even when there's complainers and whiners, there's still lots and lots of valuable feedback inside of a post. So 
really what I do is I sit down and I read not what you guys are saying necessarily, but what you're actually saying. You know, it's really looking at what you guys are writing on the forums, what you're saying on the forums, and actually listening to that and then taking that back to the development team so that they can act on that. Oh, no, that is very impressive. Having That's awesome. 100 pages. Yeah. It must take a lot of time, but I'm sure you find it worthwhile when you find those couple posts that it's like, oh, you know what, this is why we do it, you know, for this fan right here. You know, this makes it all worth it. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks for going through all those. Our third question, Dukedom at the STO forums wants to know, are there any plans for a cryptic booth at GamesCon 2011? So I know that cryptic is great with the community aspect. You guys are on Twitter. You're always keeping us up to date. We haven't seen too many booths set up, though. So do you have any information on that? You know, sadly, I don't. I'm more of an online community representative, not a marketing guy. And a lot of times when it comes to things like the conventions, you would think that that might fall under community, but it's much more of a marketing thing. So maybe if you guys can get Recon on here at some point, he'll let you know. Okay, that sounds good. And the next question is from Traeger Sama from the forums, saying you have made valiant strides in keeping up with game bugs, such as the new live chat feature. Will there be more innovations like this in the future? And is there anything you can tell us we can look forward to in the coming months? Well, the new live chat is definitely the big thing that's starting right there. That's going to let you guys be able to chat with a representative from the Cryptic GM team seven days a week, really. But while we're always trying to continually improve the service that we provide you guys, I don't really know what the next big thing is going to be coming down the pipelines. You know, it could be new forum software. I hope. Who knows? Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, very. Yeah. You know, we just we're trying to provide the best service that we can for you guys. So we're always looking for ways to improve that level of customer service. Well, you guys know you have our votes, so keep up the great work there. Our last question comes from at Kathy at the forums as well, and basically asks, what has been the greatest challenge for you when communicating something new or in progress on the forums? Convincing Klingons that we're really working on stuff. <laughs> you mean you're actually reading their posts? I, they, they all say that you don't read anything in there. Oh, they know I read stuff in there. I reply <laughs> all the time. It's a lot of reminding people that things take time. You know, the Klingon players are very unhappy at this moment, unfortunately, because they feel like we haven't given them enough. And in honesty, it's kind of true. We need to do more to focus on improving the Klingon faction. And that's something that the development team knows and is working on. I mean, we've got the Gorn, Orion, and Nausicaan vessels coming out for you guys, Refit Vorchas, the possibility of more Klingon faction-only episodes later on down the pipe, featured episodes every week that you guys can do. We're really working hard to improve the quality of life for the Klingon players while also maintaining the quality of life for the Federation players. And that's a tricky spot to be in as a developer. You know, it's really hard to take the Federation players and keep them going forward and at the same time add and catch up the Klingon faction. So it's going to take a lot of time. That's really all there is to it. I think the Klingon faction has made great strides really from launch. I mean, we've now got the episodes that are in there. We have explore missions and we have the new episodes each week. I don't think a lot of people realize that you can do those on your Klingons and you can level up and get the rewards for that and you can do the daily. So there's quite a bit to do. And of course, now that PvP is fixed, we've got that new queue in there. It's time to get back on your Klingons and level up. I definitely 
definitely have a fun time every time I get on my my Orion. Thank you so much, Stormshade, for all the answers to the questions. If you guys have a question for a dev for a future show, please send it to priority1 at thequantumcafe.com. You can also respond to the thread that's in the STO forums. We'll make sure to put a link in the show notes. We are now going to move into our news segment, and Stormshade is going to stick around and share his thoughts on the news. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. We definitely have great news for you today, as Janeway wants. The first set of news is the Labor Day sale. Cryptic's got a great Labor Day sale going on right now. 20% off everything in the store, except for the Excelsior. And you guys can stock up on your favorite C-Store items. You've kind of been wondering, oh, you know what? I want that, but maybe I should save my C-Store points. Spend them, because now's the time. 20% off everything is really good. Sometimes it's just off ships or just off certain things. Right now, it's everything. So any of you guys going to buy something? Definitely going to go in and get some costumes. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy the additional character slots. I think it's getting to that time now that I've got my three VA ones. I want to work on a diplomatic character. See how that would kind of work out, just leveling a character slowly on diplomacy. Anytime I go into a mission where there's combat, warping out and kind of see how long that takes. I think it'd probably take a long time. But <laughs> now, Stormshade, do you get a discount too? Or do you guys have everything unlocked to you? How does that work? We get a really great discount, it's true. Everything that is in the C-Store is actually free for employees. So that's, it's really nice. If we're playing on our personal accounts, we can pick up something from the C-Store. That's awesome, and I think that's, for all the hard work you guys put in, it's kind of a great perk to have, is that you can have all that unlocked to you. So, very cool. Mm-hmm. And the next bit of news we have for you is that after talk within the forums, it looks like emblems at Vice Admiral are going to be provided for the Deferi Daily. And I think this is awesome. It's a new set of emblems to get. So it means getting these consoles and these weapons maybe just that little bit quicker. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I find myself every day getting my max emblems you can. I actually tallied it up. With these new Deferi dailies, you can actually get 80 emblems a day. Now, what that would take to get is you'd have to do the PvP daily, you'd have to do the Betran, you'd have to do the Deferi, and you'd have to do the Fleet Action daily, you'd have to do Betran every 30 minutes during the 24-hour period, and all four STFs, and you could actually get 80 emblems a day. So... If you get 80 emblems in one day and can prove it to us, we're going to give you 10 million energy credits. But I don't think it's possible because it's a lot of energy credits. Yeah. You've just issued a challenge. It's going to be done <laughs> yeah, now. Challenge out there. If you can get somehow to prove to us you got 80 emblems in one day, we will get you 10 million energy credits. So there you go. And it's really nice. This daily is much different from the others where the little missions inside change. So when you're going to defend the outpost, you're not always doing the satellites or, you know, it might be a little bit of a different situation. So that was really cool that that was implemented. And the third piece of news we have for you is BTRAN is fixed. You may go in there and team up to your heart's content. I think that was one of the last things that everyone was really wondering and wondering when it was going to get fixed. And it is in there. Tested it out this morning. You can definitely go in with your fleets, with your team members, and be able to do the missions together. I know there was a lot of uproar about it. But remember, guys, we have to be patient. You know, we're getting a lot of new content. So sometimes that may affect another part of the game. And you know what? It's fixed now, and it's back to normal. So have either of you guys been in there and teamed yet? I haven't, but when I saw that patch note last night, I said, yay! (laughs) I I was really stoked. Everyone's glad to see that taken care of finally, and it was a tough bug for us to crack, so we're glad it's out of the way. 
Yeah, I remember even reading that Destall was making a new Batran system on his desktop computer just to try and rebuild it and find out what happened. Did you ever get to hear anything about that or see anything come out of that? No, he sits a little ways away from me, so I don't normally get to peer in over his shoulder unless I'm peeking in to yell at him or bug him about something. Remember, guys, we will be bringing you the top news stories each week from Star Trek Online. So if you don't have time to go through the forums or you want to know the latest news, make sure you tune in. If you have a news story that you want us to share, please don't hesitate to post it in our forums at thequantumcafe.com, or you can email it to us as well. We are now going to go into the ideas segment, and we're going to hear Stormshade's opinions on some of your ideas. Splendid, Captain. You're a veritable fountain of good ideas. That's probably a good idea. And now we come to the part of the show where we introduce your ideas. And thankfully this week we have a dev in to listen. So let's get straight into our first one. And it's from Colonies at the Store Forums. And they have an idea saying about a daily Starfleet Academy training mission. They say their idea is a new daily mission. You agree to do a training mission at Starfleet Academy to share your Admiral's wisdom with some recruits. When you start the missions, you're placed in a basic equipped Miranda class and prepared random recruit bridge officers. And not only this, you have to fight pretty strong enemy squadrons, which are about equal to your admiral level skills, or in case vice admiral. After finishing your mission, recruits are, of course, so impressed by your skills that a new officer is willing to become a part of your crew. I think it's a pretty interesting idea. I mean, I love the fact that Starfleet Academy kind of plays a part in it. One thing I see is having so many bridge officers that you're just selling them on the exchange or having them just stacking up in your inventory. One thing I think I could see this implemented with is when you're leveling up your character, instead of getting your random bridge officer assignment, you get awarded to go to the Starfleet Academy mission, do this mission, and then you get your bridge officer. So I think it's a really cool way to introduce that instead of just getting a random bridge officer. I know that's been talked a few times by some of the devs that they want a way for you to obtain bridge officers maybe during a mission. They say, thank you for saving me, and you they join your crew. This is another great way I think that can be altered instead of you just getting a message for a new bridge officer. Yeah, I think that this is just, in, it's an incredibly awesome idea. Of course, before we can actually implement it, we need to get San Francisco implemented in the game, too. And whether or not it would get implemented, I really don't know. But it's definitely something that I'll make sure to pass on and that it gets looked at when we get to that point. I mean, it's an excellent idea. Yeah, I do. I do love this one as well. I just think maybe not so much a daily, like Brandon was saying, because I think people get attached to the bridge officers. I know like I do, and if they start getting passed about like currency sometimes, it might lose that nostalgic feeling you have around about them. But honestly, an awesome idea. That's true. You know, it would be another currency in there. And I do, I keep the same bridge officers really because I've, you know, made their bios. I've made them part of my crew and they do a specific task and they're kind of there. The only new one I've added is who I call the doctor, which is my holographic bridge officer I got for recruiting a friend. But definitely an interesting idea. Thank you very much. And awesome that Stormshade, you're willing to pass that along. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Our uh, second idea comes from Benefactor at the STO forums, and his idea is a proposal about the Dreadnought, the Galaxy X. So it's generally well known and well accepted the Galaxy X Dreadnought is inferior in most respects to the Exploration Cruiser Retrofit, the Excelsior, which is now on the C-Store. 
However, especially when one of the new sea source ships, the Excelsior to be exact, is smaller and lighter looking than something called a dreadnought, mostly just a scary word, I know it has no particular definition that has stood the test of time, has one more rear weapon slot, I think it's high time that just a little love to be given to an off-maligned and rather expensive previous Seastar offering, the old lamented Galaxy X. Just so it doesn't become the new flavor of the month again, I think that adding the last weapon slot to the back and put it in line with both the Galaxy Retrofit and the Excelsior, for that matter, would go a long way in making the ship competitive, if not absolutely the best. Yeah, interesting idea. Well, when you think about what it already has, it has a phaser glance, it has the cloak, you can put dual heavy cannons on it, I think there has to be some sort of balance between the other ships in the game. I thought in losing that, you know, it does give the other ed- the ships competitive edge, which it should be. It shouldn't have one all-powerful ship. Yeah, I'm not sure myself. I'm mostly a Klingon player, you know. I fly the IKS lollipop of Okuv. I look at dreadnoughts and see how long it takes me to kill them. That's about it. <laughs> uh, so I, I really don't know. I also haven't had a chance to fly an Excelsior yet, unfortunately. So I can't really offer anything on this. Okay. But I can look into it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Spark. I think that with the dual heavy cannons and the phaser lands, that takes kind of place of that rear weapon slot. I mean, we've all seen in PvP, everyone's going after the Galaxy Xs, and it's hard to get them down unless you have a couple of you on them. They can pretty much out outstand most of the other cruisers. So I think it just depends on game style. But I think going back to the sea store and visiting those old ships, I think we're just asking for more and more things. Then people are going to ask it to saucer separate, and then they're going to ask it to cloak. Well, it already cloaks, but, you know, things like that. I think while it's a good idea, I think that it might become too overpowered. So, but definitely, Benefactor, thank you for the great idea and passing it along. And if you guys have an idea you would like to get on the show and possibly discussed by a dev, please send it to priority1 at thequantumcafe.com and in the subject title, put idea or my idea. Anything with idea and it will get forwarded to the right place. You can also post it in our great ideas forum at thequantumcafe.com. Just click on the forums link at the top. And once you've registered for a free account, you can have it posted there, and we'll even give our personal feedback and let you know what we think. As a reminder, we want to remind all of our listeners out there that we do have a contest going. It's a huge, awesome contest for you guys, and it's to win 10,000 C-Store points. That is a lot of C-Store points. You can get almost anything. Well, you can get anything you want in the C-Store and a couple things. I mean, you can buy you know, five retrofit ships and you'll still have money left over. So there is definitely a lot of sea store points to go around and we are going to be giving it to one lucky winner, how to enter. So as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be putting a link to our show notes that have that has the link to the STO forum post where we're asking you guys to submit four questions you would like answered. One is for Stormshade, who you know is on this show, but we can definitely pass along his question, and if he has time, we'll get back to you. We have someone from QA coming on next week, so questions you have about quality assurance and how things make it past them and get to us in game. You can send a question just general about game development, and we're going to be having a game developer on who is involved in the mission-making process, maybe in the ship's process, so send those questions. And, of course, the main man himself, Deestall. If you have anything about 
the game itself, anything that doesn't fit in the other categories or something you've just really been wanting to ask him, go ahead and put those four questions in that forum post. You can also get a second entry by going to the quantumcafe.com, registering for a free account. As we mentioned, there's some great features on there that really help players get connected, friend each other, find new groups for STFs, and make a little intro post in the intro noobs sub forum. Let us know a little bit about yourself, what you like to do in game, and you might be one of our lucky winners. On behalf of myself and Mark Stormshade, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real honor. Is there anything you want to say in closing to your fans out there? Oh, just thank you everyone, and it's been a pleasure being here. We'll see you guys online soon. Awesome, and make sure you guys are posting your ideas out there in the forums. As you've heard, he is reading them and passing them along. So, Mark, anything to add? Nope, just thanks to everyone for listening to our first show and to Stormshade for being a part of it. My pleasure. We will be back next week with another show and another dev. Until then, have a great weekend game, have fun, and enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. So, Elijah, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm uh, 26 years old. Uh, recently graduated from, actually, uh, this last May, graduated uh, with a BA in theater. I've spent you know, a good amount of time working on my undergrad. I took about two years off. Uh, but ultimately, performing uh, theater, more specifically uh, singing, uh, you know, so uh, classical music. Broadway has been a passion of mine for quite some time. Um, so graduating has been, you know, a great milestone that, uh, you know, I've looked forward to for a while. Uh, and now I'm looking to, you know, pursue either a career in performing or something in the performing arts. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now, I'm assuming you listened to Priority One. Yep. So what do you think makes it special, kind of separates it from the rest? One of the, I think one of the biggest things that separated uh, w- was uh, the chemistry that, that, that happened, um, between you and Mark, and that that did set you apart. Uh, also, it was I think the way the the podcast was structured. You had a lot of of key segments, and you uh, stuck with those segments, so that it was easy to follow, easy to listen to, um, and informative all at the same time. Of course, so that for people that really didn't read up on the forums or didn't have time or weren't or didn't have you know major access to it, if they didn't get the chance to read it while they were at work, um, were were able to keep up to date. So for me, for instance. You know, I would listen to you guys on, uh, you know, on my car ride to work, which was great because where I didn't get my information straight from the forums, I got it from you guys. All right. Uh, tell us why you think you'd be perfect for being a host on Priority One. <laughs> um, I, you know, I guess I would say is, uh, you know, in my training, I've had the ability to really try to understand my audience. Um you know, being a, a, a stage performer, uh, you really have to understand what it is that you're going after, whether it's for entertainment or informative purposes. 
So if it's for educational theater or or, or just a, a real meaty performance of something, I think I, I, I could really relate to the audience. Now, you know, not only um, as a gamer, but also as a huge fan of, of the Star Trek IP. Now, you mentioned that you're a theater major, so you definitely have experience speaking in public. Um, what about outside of the theater? Do you have um, any speaking public speaking experience? Um, I actually work for... So one of my duties that have been tacked onto me was to do uh, uh, new employee training. So I have had to, on a number of occasions, get up in front of a, a group of uh, new individuals and do uh, uh, training sessions with them, ultimately in, you know, inviting them to a new uh, environment. Um, that's the most recent kind of public speaking thing that I've done. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Have you ever interviewed someone? Uh, a l- long time ago. It's been quite some time since I've actually had the opportunity of actually doing a one-on-one interview with somebody. Oh, gee, I think it was uh, about, I think it was actually my first or second year of college. Uh, it was actually for a research paper that I, I, it's really hard to remember what it was, but it was a, it was a pleasant experience. You know, it does take a, a great amount of preparation, uh, you know, making sure that you have your questions up to date, uh, that you know what you're going to ask, uh, and that the questions are easily understood. Okay. Now, um, you're on the Eastern time zone, so mm-hmm. you would the we typically record the shows during this time, the eight to ten Pacific time time slots on Thursdays. But I have let you know everyone know in that post that if the new hosts decide that you know uh, we could do it a different time on Thursday, that'd be fine. The reason we chose Thursday is because you know if the show comes out on Friday, it allows us to get the best news and the most up to date. And there's been so many times where Mark and I have recorded the show, and like an hour later they post something, and you know, so it's just kind of one of those things. Are you available during this time slot normally um not normal uh, not usually the the when you're working in retail it's kind of uh, they you know they change the schedule around but fortunately now with school i'll have the flexibility of telling them listen i need you know thursday you know this slot time i can't start work until x amount of time so i i really don't foresee it being too much of a problem okay that kind of leads me into the next question um so how long would you see yourself wanting to you know, be on the show and do you have any life changing events, life events coming up that may change your time commitment? I don't see uh, any foreseeable life changing events. Um, You know, right now it's really assessing what life is going to be like after graduation, uh, especially for uh, a theater major, you know, do I, I do intend to audition a little bit. Uh, What's going to come of that? You know, it's hard to say. Um, in terms of my commitment, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to, for it to be for, for quite some time, you know, um, from initially starting STO uh, and the first fleet that I was in, um, I had actually wanted to start a podcast uh, with them, uh, but it fell through. Um, so it's really exciting now to have an opportunity to actually uh, work with a, a very well-established podcast. So, uh, you know, I'd, if you're looking for a time frame, you know, definitely into months to years, you know, however long it, 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 uh, it goes. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. That takes care of the kind of questions and answers. And we are going to move into the audition of, and, you know, presenting your blank of the week segment and the new segment, do it however you'd like, intro it however you'd like. Um, and I'll let you take it away whenever you're ready. Great. It does it have to be in that? So it doesn't have to be in that particular order. It doesn't have to be blank of the week and then news. Um, we always on the show do the blank of the week okay. first and then news, okay. but okay. It, that it's not a hundred percent important. So whatever you'd like to do. Start. I'll start then with the blank of the week. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So this week's blank of the week. Do you find yourself angry most of the time? Do people seem to push all the wrong buttons? Well, let's step back a moment and reflect on methods with which we can cope with these feelings. For my pun stricken friends, I recommend watching a brief video entitled Anger is Illogical by One Minute Galactica. This brief instructional will demonstrate ways of identifying and managing your anger logically so that you and your friends can enjoy each other's company. Watch carefully as Paul learns to manage his frustrations and Pete so that their friendship is never jeopardized. Again, the title of the video is Anger is Illogical by One Minute Galactica, and it can be found on your local YouTube. <laughs> awesome. All right, and then in terms of the news. Now, here's... Uh, the news. The last couple of weeks have been uh, filled with mixed emotions from the announcement of the new Enterprise Contest winner to uh, Tari's announcement that they intend to drop Cryptic Studios. Uh, but instead on reporting on the controversy behind the new Enterprise or speculating on what Atari's decision means for our favorite developer, uh, let's talk about what we've all been itching to get our hands on, which is Season 4. So this month, uh, DSTAL published a lengthy engineering report uh, confirming specific features slated for the Season 4 release. Uh, now, most of what is detailed for Season 4, we've already heard about through various other discussions and news sources, but there are a few specific things to, uh, to know. Uh, for starters is the um, early June launch on Tribble uh, for Season 4, which, according to DSTAL, puts an official launch on Holodeck at around uh, July 7th. Now, of course, the biggest change to uh, coming in Season 4 is, of course, to ground combat. Uh, Destall writes, um, these changes can include range changes, modes of fire and area of effect changes, reload times, new audio, new visual effects, new secondary fire modes, and as well as base and stat DPS updates. Now, I think the right question to ask is, what didn't they change? So, me personally, I'm excited about being able to sweep across multiple targets with some awesome Gatling gun. Uh, in addition to uh, to these updates, uh, enemy uh, Destall writes, enemy mobs have had their HP tuned so that they scale from easy to hard in a more reasonable way. This speeds up space combat for the most part, but also adds more challenges when fighting higher ranked mobs, as a captain enemy mob can now be as challenging as a mini boss in some cases. Now, this kind of scares me a little bit. Um, maybe it's just me, but I have the hardest time running ground exploration uh, missions and advanced or forget elite. So is this going to make them more likely for me to succeed at them? Or am I just going to want to quit after dying 15 times? But I guess I'll, I won't know until we actually get into it. Now, the next feature uh, that Destall mentions is the uh, gearbox. So, I've been a fan as long as I can remember, but you know, to have this game, it's been incredible because it's really given us the fans an outlet to really create that world for ourselves in in whatever state that you like too, uh, TOS and all those types of things. Uh, you know, be it whatever genre you were a favorite uh, was, it's been great. Just pretty much a nice guy. I'm a I'm out of police work and everything now. I'm a technician for a company called. Uh, I'm basically uh, mobile electronics repair, uh, and I spend uh, my free time either fixing up my house or playing stove. Where where are you? Where do you live, James? I live out in California on the central coast in the uh, Pismo Beach, San Luis Obispo area. If you know where that's at. Yeah, definitely. I'm down in San Diego, so 
Oh, yeah, so you're not far. Yeah. Okay. What do you think makes Priority One special? What separates it from the other podcasts? I think that's kind of a kind of a twofold question because I think it's more than one thing that actually made this uh, my favorite, at least of, of the different podcasts. Because I watched uh, pretty much all of them when I first started even getting into podcasts. I didn't really know too much about them until this is my first MMO. And as I got deeper and deeper into it and learned more and more, I found out about these shows. And so, of course, I kind of explored them all. And I listened to Red Shirt and Stoked and Stocast when it was on all the different ones. But when I listened to your guys, when I listened to Priority One, there was an enjoyment factor. I could tell that uh, you and Mark, first of all, I love the fact that you, you know, you were here, Mark was in uh, Scotland, you know, those types of that international uh, feel was the, kind of the first thing that locked me. Um, but your guys' personalities weren't just delivering information. You know, I could tell that you guys enjoy yourselves. There's a genuine uh, camaraderie between you guys and your discussions. And that kind of made it fun. You felt like you were part of just a group of your buddies uh, talking about Star Trek while you were listening to the show. And uh, that's nice because, you know, it's not always easy being a Star Trek fan. We all know that, you know, sometimes we're labeled as nerds and different things like that. And especially being a service guy, you know, you can imagine the kind of crap I've caught in the past for, you know, you know, being a Star Trek fan and such. But, um, you know, I really just didn't care. Um, To me, it was, you know, something I cared about and Everyone had their own thing, so I, I don't know. You guys really just gave me that kind of feeling of, of buddies and you know family discussing the show. Not to mention the second part of that, I'm saying it's twofold, is uh, you guys gave us a voice. Um, a lot of shows have their show, but you guys were the only ones saying, hey, we want to read your ideas. We want to read, um, you know, we want to be your voice to the devs. We want to ask your questions. Um, we want to see your mission successful in the foundry. Um, that was huge. I thought that was great because it wasn't two guys talking about what they wanted to talk about. It wasn't two guys just delivering information. It was you guys doing all that, plus being our voice and giving us the opportunity to tell Cryptic, hey, this is my idea, and I think it'd be really great to add this in the game. And I thought that was something really uh, special that you guys did, and I, I really dug on it. So I've just stuck with you guys ever since. All right. Tell us why you think you'd be the perfect host for Priority One. Wow, the perfect host? Wow, good question there. <laughs> Who's perfect? Nobody's perfect. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm good with people. Um, I've been told that several times. My wife told me that this would be a great opportunity for me. I just, I don't have a problem. I'm not shy. Um, I like talking. I love talking about Star Trek. Um, and I, I like helping others. That's a big, you know, obviously everything I've done has been service my whole life. So to have the opportunity to be someone else's voice um, out there, getting their questions out, talking to the devs, saying, hey, what's going on? Um, how about this idea? You know, those types of things. Uh, I really have a passion for that. I really do. I, I'd love to have that opportunity to uh, to be other people's voice and ask those questions. It just seems like something that I'm kind of cut out for. I really have that personality of I'm not shy. I'm a go-getter. Let's ask those questions. Let's, let's really help people. I just I have no problems doing that. I, I have no shyness about it. I have no, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, radio shyness or anything. I, I don't mind my voice being out there for whoever to listen to. Um, so I just, uh, I guess I would be a great host for the show because I'm, very passionate for 
Star Trek and to help others voice their opinions and ideas. Okay. Do you have any experience speaking in public? I do, actually. Um, believe it or not, I was an actor at one time. Uh, very small parts, mostly uh, speaking extra parts, but I was in The Perfect Storm and a couple other movies and TV shows for a while. Um, I've also, as far as radio, this would kind of, well, I guess this